0: Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out, and Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free, and you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor, and I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to Anchor.fm/start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's Anchor.fm/start. Good evening and happy Sunday, September 29th, 2018. And this is the Evan Witt Podcast. And I'm actually recording earlier this than normal for my Packer recap. But, you know, just a lot to talk about that I want to get off my chest concerning the Packers' 22 to nothing victory over the Buffalo Bills. And then I want to talk and address some comments that Aaron Rodgers made following the game that makes me wonder what is going on at 1265 Lomb- Lombardi Avenue what is going on at Lambeau Field so the packers and bills packers win 22 to nothing they scored 16 first half points and Aaron Rodgers very quietly throws for just under 300 yards, uh, credited with 298 on the dot with the touchdown and interception. The interception, a tipped pass by the linebacker, then knocked in the air by Jimmy Graham before falling in the hands of the defender. Um, but that was, uh, I can't really put that too much on Aaron Rodgers. As, like I said, it was defended, deflected in the air twice and fell into the hands. Um, offensively in the first half, I thought the Packers moved the ball extremely well. They got the ball into the hands of their playmakers. Devontae Adams with eight catches for 81 yards. Geronimo Allison, six catches for 80 yards. They got it in Tom Montgomery's hands twice for 56. Uh, Jimmy Graham had a touchdown in the first half. And Aaron Jones had a nice catch and run uh you know early in the game, late in the game. Marquez Vadlas scantling catches a thirty-eight yard uh uh catch, his uh I believe first catch of his NFL career. First half the offense to me was doing pretty decent, moving the ball, but comes second half, the Packers manages six points, uh two field goals to make it twenty-two to nothing, and the offense seemed like it just couldn't get it going. Um Rodgers missed some throws. The offense, uh, I, I I just don't know what to say. The offense just seemed like they are stuck in the mud. I saw some elements of what we saw in Washington a week ago with this offense. And I think that has a lot to do with what Rodgers is talking about. Um, you know, Rodgers is quoted, uh, and this is courtesy of Tom Silverstein, at Tom Silverstein on Twitter, who was talking about what Aaron Rodgers said to uh, quoting what he said after the game, Packer's quarterback Aaron Rodgers called the offensive performance terrible and said that there is no flow to the game. He was asked rather that it was about all the different personnel groupings. He said that's not a question for me, indicating it's a question for the coaching staff. He also said that was not great by any stretch of the imagination. We need to find ways to get our playmakers in position to get some more opportunities. Uh, You know a game like today, Devontae is a tough cover for anybody, but he should have had 20 targets today. Rodgers wouldn't say directly that uh, that he was unhappy with the game plan, but he wasn't exactly endorsing it. When asked if he was getting the same input he normally does during the week, he said curtly, coach puts the game, puts the plan together, I tell him what calls I like and we go. Rogers also quoted, we were champ, we were championship defense level and non playoff team offensive level today. That was not great by any stretch of the imagination. And I agree with him. The second half, I don't know what happened to Green Bay. The Buffalo Bills made some adjustments to slow down the Packer offense uh, between that and the Packers dropping and not executing on the offensive side of the ball in the second half. They left a lot of points out there. Both field goals they kicked they should have had seven, in both in both counts they should have had seven points in uh, in both instances, but they couldn't quite uh, they couldn't quite uh, you know get it in the end zone, and that's something that's going to have to change. And I think it will change. You know, this is week four. Uh, Rogers is still you know getting his knees healing, He's getting better. He's still getting used to playing with his uh, players. He hasn't, before this past week, he hasn't really practiced at all because of his knee since week one, before week one. And he hasn't been able to, I don't think, been able to get on the same page with his receivers and backs with the uh, the timing routes. I think that's a lot of it. But the Packers have a tough one in Detroit next week. Offensively, they got to get better. Uh, I think it's going to be better for Green Bay being in Detroit offensively. For the most part, I know it's going to be hard to hear in that in that facility, but offensively, playing in a in in uh, enclosed setting, it should allow the offense to maybe get into a little bit more sync. They don't have to worry about wind, they don't have to worry about rain, they don't have to worry about crappy field conditions, uh, things that they saw in in Washington, and then you know in Green Bay it was kind of chilly and. You uh, get in Detroit in the enclosed environment. The Packers might be able to put up some points uh, against Detroit. Detroit's defense has not been very good yet, but we'll see what the defense of Detroit decides to throw at Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see what Rodgers decides to throw and Mike McCarthy decides to throw at at the uh, the Lions. But to me, it sounds like Rodgers is not very happy with his offense. You know, I, I look at some of the other offenses in the league. You look at you look at the Bears, you look at Kansas City, you look at some of those teams, and the Packers have the personnel on the field on their team to do those things. You know, I know they don't have a ton of speed at the receiver position, but Aaron Jones is a very very talented running back, and I know it's only week two with him back in the uh, back on the field. So I, I I get that McCarthy doesn't want to overwork him yet. He had 11 carries for 65 yards and a 5.9 yards per carry average. Jamal Williams also with 11 carries with only a 2.5 average. I think some of those carries probably should have went to Aaron Jones. I don't know you want to, I know don't, you don't want to overwork him yet, but some of those carries should have went to him. And then Ty Montgomery needs to be utilizing the game plan more. Um, especially with Randall Cobb is on it. You can do some of the same things with Ty Montgomery that you do with Randall Cobb, and I don't understand. I, I get Montgomery's a running back now, but I think you use him as a weapon. You you line him up in the slot. You motion him into the backfield. You put Jones and uh, Montgomery in the backfield together. You motion Montgomery out of the backfield. There's a lot of things you can do with this Packer offense that you see... As I mentioned, the Bears, the Chiefs, the Eagles, you see what they do, how versatile their offense is, and they get the ball in the playmakers' hands and let the playmakers make play. And too often, we see Green Bay, depending on the deep passes, the the timing routes, the slow-developing routes, the guys have a hard time uh, getting separation, we see a lot of that with Green Bay. But I think Green Bay, and and a lot has to do with McCarthy and his offense, McCarthy needs to, I think, uh, switch up the offense a little bit. He needs to... Play to the Packers' strengths. They got Adams that can't catch everything, and he's great with yards after the catch. Geronimo is good with yards after the catch. When Cobb's healthy, he can make some guys miss. Uh, Jimmy Graham is a weapon that the Packers are starting to figure out how to use properly. And then Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery, they can catch the ball of the backfield. So I just think McCarthy is not utilizing the talent that he has offensively, and I think it showed in this Buffalo game, and I think that's what Rogers is getting frustrated about. Now, I don't know how much say he has in the offense of game plan. He heard what he had to say. Coach puts it together, and then uh, he tells, uh, they talk about what plays they can run and whatnot. And uh, I don't know how much input Joe Philbin has. And they brought Joe Philbin back, and they talked about going through the playbook with a uh, fine tooth comb and uh, starting from scratch and eliminating things that aren't working and adding some new things and some new wrinkles and really through four weeks with this Packer offense, we've seen more of the same. We've seen more of the same, and that that's what we've seen. And I I, I wonder as the year goes on if McCarthy does let the reins go a little bit because maybe he's thinking Rodgers isn't a hundred percent. He doesn't have the timing down with his players yet, so we need to be do things a little more conservatively. I don't know. Maybe that's it. I don't. I. I honestly don't know. You know. But switching gears to the Packer defense, the Packer defense, and don't get too excited because it was the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they have a rookie quarterback and Josh Allen. Um, they don't have really wide receivers that can beat you down the field, and the Packers. Uh, Defense played and the played really good and the Bills offensive line not that great either. But as I said, don't get too excited with what you saw from the Packers defense. This is them playing against a rookie quarterback in a weak offensive line. We'll see what they do moving forward. Now I'm not saying don't get excited. You know, seven sacks, eight sacks, whatever it was is exciting. Kyra Frackle getting three sacks is exciting, right? Uh, Clay Matthews getting half a sack without drawing a penalty is exciting. Uh, Reggie Gilbert got a sack. Jermaine Whitehead got a sack. And uh, Nick Perry got a half sack, as well as, you know, as I mentioned, Clay Matthews got a half sack. It was great to see. The Packers controlled the line of scrimmage. Blake Martinez had a great game, other than his penalty. Josh Jackson, I think, played a great game. Clinton Dix played probably his best game of the year. Oren Burks was all over the place. Uh, Dean Lowry was fighting through guys. Alexander, with his inter- first career interception, he was playing fairly strong before leaving the game with the groin injury. And that's, that's the, what you see with a Mike Pettin defense. He started with the adjustment last week, playing uh, swapping Clinton Dix and Kentrell Bryce, playing Bryce more towards the line of scrimmage, and playing Clinton-Dix uh, back deep, and Clinton-Dix seemed to be more comfortable uh, defending the deep ball um, than Kenchell Bryce has looked. Granted, Buffalo didn't really challenge them too much, as they don't have downfield weapons that the Vikings and Washington and Detroit have, but it was definitely a step in the right direction. So, But don't get overexcited. Remember who you were playing and chalk it up as a victory, and the Packers' defense was the perfect game plan. They, they loaded the box. Buffalo is a strong running team. They loaded the box, and between running backs, they end up with 11 carries for 39 yards between Ivory and McCoy, and then Allen added five for 19. Uh, the, the, the Packers did not let Buffalo run the ball and they got Buffalo off the field on third downs consistently. So it's a great defensive game plan from the Packers, from Mike Patton, to shut down this Buffalo offense, an offense that scored 26 points a week ago. But this is also the same Buffalo offense that has more three and outs this year than any team in football, and they're on pace to have the most three and outs in NFL history with, with the pace that they're going. Um, but injuries hurt again. Geronimo Allison got exa- examined for a concussion, and Alexander left with the groin. I don't see why, why any miss Detroit, but I guess we'll see if any of them have to miss the Detroit game. So Packers get the win, twenty-two to nothing, over the Buffalo Bills. And I want to get your thoughts on this Buffalo win. You can tweet at me at Evan Witt Sports. You can email me, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on this game. Who is your Who do your game balls go to? Me, I'll have to give it to... Very hard for me to say this, but I got to give it to Kyle Frackle. Uh, I got to give a game ball to him. I got to give a game ball to Clinton Dix, too. The interception he had, he timed, the he uh, got his head on the ball, followed the ball, and uh, and the reason why they didn't call a hit on the defensive receiver is that they were both going after the ball. The receiver and uh, Clinton Dix were going after the ball. Um, Clinton Dix wasn't trying to separate him from the ball. They were both going after the ball. Clinton Dix has just as every right at that spot as the receiver did, and they just happened to collide. And, you know, great job by Clinton Dix hanging on to it. I hope the receiver is okay. Hope it's not a long-term injury with his concussion, but we'll see. Um, But I would give uh, HaHa Clinton Dix a game ball, and I have to give Dean Lowry a game ball. Uh, Dean Lowry having to get pushed into action more frequently with Wilkinson out with his ankle injury. And I think I thought Dean Lowry did really well at the point of attack. He, he held up, he didn't do anything overly special, but he held up. And I believe it was him who forced uh, Allen into the sack from uh, Reggie Gilbert. I might be mistaken, but those would be my game balls. And the thing, you know, this they got you know get offensively get the the drops cleaned up. Allison had a couple. Jimmy Graham had a couple that he could have had. And defensively, they just got to keep growing. They got to keep working. They got to keep improving each and every week. You know, Aaron Rodgers said the offense was going to be uh, a work in progress early on in the season. I think you could say the same about the defense, and we've seen it. They've played some great football in spurts in the first three games. And I think this is probably the first game that they've played a complete game and obviously helped by a rookie quarterback. We'll see what this defense does against the legit quarterback next week And Matt Stafford. Uh, remember last year when the Packers played Detroit, that second game in Green Bay, or I'm sorry, that first game in Green Bay, um, they, it seemed like the uh, Lions knew what the Packers are going to run on defense before the Packers even knew what they were going to run at times. Uh, but now we got a different scheme, different coordinator, and we'll see what difference it makes in uh, in this game coming up against Detroit. But I'm going to preview the Detroit Green Bay game later in the week, give you my thoughts and my keys to victory. And if you want to give your predictions to that game, you can start now at Evan Witt Sports. And if you have any questions about the 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 the, the Packers this game, if you have any questions about this upcoming game, any just general Packer question, feel free to tweet at me at Evan Sports. So. So moving on really quick, I just want to mention about the Milwaukee Brewers really quick. And for those Packer fans that are are listening that are not Brewer fans, I apologize. But things are exciting in Milwaukee right now. The Brewers won a share of the NL Central division. And we now have to go to uh, game 163 to determine who goes to the NLDS and who goes to the wild card. So that's what we get tomorrow. We also have Dodgers and Rockies playing in a tiebreaker as well. Game 163 to see who wins the NL West and who goes to the wild card. Um, the Brewers beat the Tigers today 11 to nothing in their last, uh, game at home for the regular season, getting 12 hits. Uh, they shut Detroit out and, you know, Christian Jelich has a chance to, get the triple crown. He's uh, two RBIs behind Javier Baez for the RBI total, and I believe he's tied for the NL lead in home runs. So he gets a home run and a couple RBIs against the Cubs tomorrow, and we get to see the first triple crown in the National League in a very, very long time, and a likely Brewer victory if he's able to get some great numbers. So but I'm excited for Game 163. I'm excited for the way baseball does it. Uh, they're tiebreakers. They could easily say, well, the Cubs won the head-to-head matchup, so they go to the NLDS. They can easily say the winner, uh, the Rockies and Dodgers, whoever won the head-to-head that matchup, they go to the NLDS and just do it that way, the way the NFL and the NBA and the NHL does it to determine uh, uh, who wins the the better seed if it comes down to that. But I like how they do it in baseball. I think it's unique. I think it's special. I think it adds to the game. You know, you have to play an extra game to determine, determine that. Now, the tiebreaker did determine the Cubs host the game tomorrow at 12.05. But I'm just excited. Playoff baseball in Milwaukee. The Brewers are red hot. If they can get this win tomorrow against the Cubs, they, go, they host the uh, home field advantage in the NLDS and the NLCS, so that's on the line. The winner between the Cubs and the Brewers have the best record in the National League, and they got home field advantage in the NL half of the playoffs. So I think that will be very important to Milwaukee because the Brewer fans are turning out. Miller Park has been rocking, and it needs to continue to rock. Um, regardless of what happens tomorrow, Uh, game, uh, the wild card game or day one of the uh, game one of the NODS, they have to bring it and they got to bring it loudly like they have been, the Milwaukee Brewer fans. And hopefully we get some Brewer fans in Chicago tomorrow to cheer on this Brewer team at 12.05. So tickets are on sale as we speak for that game. They started at 7.30, were made available and we'll see how many Brewer fans are able to scoop up those tickets. So you know, with that, I want to move on really quick. One last thing before uh, I move on. Just a little bit about me, for those that are wondering. Um, and I, I've talked about it on this show before. And my thing is, is I couple things I want to share. You know, as you can probably hear, you know, I do have a bit of a speech uh, impediment, I guess I'll call it. Um, but I just want to, you know, for those that are listening, I don't let it stop me. I, I don't let it slow me down. I have my goals. I have my dreams. I have what I want to do, and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to, I don't care if people hear my voice and don't take me serious, but I'm going to keep doing my thing and bringing you my opinions and my thoughts on what's going on in the world of sports. And I know I've talked to a lot of brewers and, uh, Packers so far, but, There's a lot going on with Brewers and Packers at the moment. Packer season going on with Rodgers with that injury, and the Brewers are in the playoffs. But I will talk more Bucks and I will talk more Badgers moving forward. But like I said, my speech is not slowing me down. I'm not letting it slow me down. And I'm going to, like I said, keep bringing you this podcast uh, one or two episodes a week. And I don't really care uh, if you... You know, dislike the voice. That's that's on you. You you're allowed to like and dislike what you want. So, and I also want to let you all know I am a health and fitness coach. Another thing I do on the side. I've lost recently about 150 pounds over the last few years. I feel great. It's giving me the confidence to be able to do this, to do this podcast, to try to pursue a career talking and talking about sports for a living. It's given me that motivation. It's given me that confidence in myself. And I, it's given me uh, the ability to, really, I have more energy than I ever have before in my life. And I want to help those that are struggling with their weight loss. Uh, those that are overweight, they don't know what to do. Nothing they've done has worked, yada, yada, yada. Well, let me help you. Give me 30 days. Give me 30 days and let me help work with you on getting those goals that you want to get. And we can start small. In 30 days, you want to lose 10 pounds. Let's start small. Let's build. In 60 days, you want to lose 20. In 90 days, you want to lose 30. We can do that. And it's going to be your goals. And I'm going to help support you with those goals. And I'm going to coach you through those goals. I have a fitness uh, platform that I can give you information on that you can sign up for. Uh, they all have nutrition plans. If you follow those nutrition plans, you follow the workouts, give it 30 days and you will be surprised on what you can accomplish in those 30 days. Now, you're not going to you know, be like me and lose 150 pounds in those 30 days. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, but here's the thing. It's not just it's not just one workout that's going to give you the results. It's multiple workouts. It's when you put all the workouts together after there's thirty days, that's where you're going to see the results, and that's what I want to help you with. And here's the thing: if you sign up for the workout platform that I'm talking about, if you sign up for the meal replacement shakes that I drink, or the re- the performance line with the recovered drink that I drink, if you sign up for it and after thirty days you're not satisfied. They have a money-back guarantee that you will get all of your money back if you're not 100% satisfied. And if you want to sign up, shoot me an email, coachevan66 at gmail.com. That's coachevan66 at gmail.com. With that said, I want to thank you all for listening to the Evan Witt Podcast, and I will talk to you all later on. I hope you all have a great and wonderful week. So long, everybody.